Hi fans, it's Gary from What's On Joe Mind with an important message for you. Do you remember when you got your first Steel Brigade figure and how you got to live your childhood dream of being part of the G.I. Joe team? Once again, the G.I. Joe team needs you to return to its ranks. There's a very real possibility that there will not be an official G.I. Joe convention in 2017 and beyond. We need your help to show Hasbro that the fans truly do care. My co-host and I can't do this alone. Join us on this campaign to reinforce to Hasbro that the annual official G.I. Joe convention should be continued. Visit us at SaveGIJoe.org. There you will find links to our Facebook page, fan petition, and instructions on how to contact Hasbro to let them know how important G.I. Joe is to us. Download our graphics package for use on your webpage, blog, social profile, and in fan forums. Show everyone your support on social media by using the hashtag SaveGIJoe. G.I. Joe may have started off as a one-man unit in the 60s and eventually grew into a team in the 80s. Add yourself back to the team. We need you. The community needs you. G.I. Joe needs you. Help us show that G.I. Joe and Joe Con are viable well beyond 2016. Together, we can make this happen. Join today. Support G.I. Joe right now. Welcome to special edition 49 of What's On Joe Mind. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe, and we interrupt this five-state sweep by Donald Trump tonight to talk about another campaign that's more near and dear to our heart, and that's Save G.I. Joe. Joining me are all of my co-hosts. Everyone say hi all at once. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. Go Trump. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the throat. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> Clearly know where Justin stands on this issue. Sadly, all of our listeners have stopped listening, and that's it for us tonight. Good night, folks. I would hope they know me better than that by now. You are in a weird state. I mean, you are in Sanders territory. That is some weird territory, man. I went to college where he was, you know, right after he was mayor of Burlington, Vermont. I went to college. I know. Vermont, so, yeah. It is a weird, weird territory. But nevertheless, we're not here to talk about that. Oh, no, that's a good way to alienate somebody. Normally, politics and religion as is the way to alienate somebody. Apparently, if you're either a comic fan or a cartoon fan, it's one way to alienate everybody. Or, wait a minute. The not wait for us and the wait for us. There you go. Yeah. Is this where I give my support to Vehicle Voltron over Lion Voltron? <laughs> is there even a debate about that? Right. Are there people out there that actually support Vehicle Voltron? I'm sure, sure there are weirdos like that out there. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it just to be contrarian. Jeez. Donald Trump is one thing, but Vehicle Voltron, holy that's I mean, I remember I've, I've seen them before, but I can't really tell you anything about them other than they, they were a bunch of vehicles that made a Voltron. All right. I don't know why, but I'm going to decide that they're better tonight. Okay. It made the uh, made the, the family minivan seem a little bit cooler because that was like five of, of Voltron's mass there were like minivans, space minivans. All right, gang. So what we wanted to do tonight, not talk about Voltron, not talk about uh, – I almost called him Barry Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> we're not, not talking, talking about, about him either. <laughs> Although I would vote for Barry Sanders. In Vermont, every man rides a bear. <laughs> we wanted to talk about the Save G.I. Joe campaign just so briefly. We didn't really want to get to a lot into it tonight. We have a small show agenda, which kind of kind of hit some main points, a lot of thank yous and everything. I guess, really, to turn it over to the star herself, we want to turn it over to Joe and tell us, Joe, where do we stand with the campaign? Where do we stand with the petition? So we are just under 2,500 signatures right now. 
with the campaign. We had a really good showing of support from the G.I. Joe community, um, some cosplayers, even people that we know personally who just read comic books in general. So it's very much appreciated, all of the, the support. And we've got a lot of good uh, comments, uh, people that have been influenced from G.I. Joe in their careers, in their life. So it was really touching to read all those comments. Most of us made the rounds. Mike, want to talk about some of the shows that we uh, talked to and tell them our thanks? Absolutely. We, we uh, had a, a lot of help getting the word out, especially when we were stuck in our own editing morass there for a while. But uh, Nerd Ratio, uh, Action Figure Blues, Open Your Toys, uh, Dave and Duvall's, uh, Super Toy Fandango, and of course, Star Joe's, where if you write a Joe comic, you probably have a job as a co-host. Just saying. <laughs> But uh, all, all kidding aside, uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for for helping us out, uh, for your for your support, for your publicity, for for everything that you've done for us and for this campaign and for the GI Joe property. So, kind of what we wanted to do now, real quick, is after a review of the campaign. I told you this is going to be a loosely agended show. We wanted to talk about what we do know right now as the situation stands, and we have a couple of news items that we wanted to talk about, as well as a report from noted author James Cavanaugh from BotCon. Mike, what is in the news as it relates to the possible future of JoeCon, and maybe where Hasbro might go next? Well, the the biggest item, of course, is that it was found uh, maybe 10 days ago now, maybe a week and a half, so something like that, where Hasbro had filed for a copyright on the name Hascon, H-A-S-C-O-N, not much more is known besides that, other than it's obviously we can pretty safely conjecture that it's the the combination of the of the brand name Hasbro and convention. So what this means, we don't know. Of course, we can speculate about stuff uh, all day long. Nothing has been set in stone that's been made public, other than Hasbro has some interest in putting on some kind of a convention. This is a good thing. Uh, it it shows that obviously that there's some interest. It means that there there is potentially. Uh, room for G.I. Joe at the table when we haven't heard a whole lot of G.I. Joe-specific news. Uh, so we're, we're actually looking at that as a pretty positive thing to this point. Justin, do you have any thoughts concerning Hascon or, or anything that I may have missed? A lot of people were kind of expecting this with Toy Fair announcing the whole combined Hasbro cinematic universe they're driving towards with the success of stuff like Star Wars Celebration. I think people kind of thought that Hasbro might consider a more all over kind of combined con, you know, kind of in the vein of, you know, something like San Diego Comic-Con, which obviously covers a number of different properties. They were probably thinking the same thing. You know, they probably look at Comic-Con and see how much of a niche they've carved there with, you know, the Hasbro Toy Shop booth and all those exclusives that everybody's clamoring for. And, you know, probably thought, you know, if we can do that in San Diego, why can't we do that for our own convention? You know, we've got all these great brands, all these IPs that are really popular, um, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and and wrapping in ROM and Mask and Visionaries and things like that, and My Little Pony. We've seen some individual conventions by third parties, you know, with some moderate success over the years. You know, is there a potential for something combined bringing even more success? And I think it makes a certain amount of sense. It's, you know, obviously anybody who's been to JoeCon the past several years can see the attendances. I would say it, it's nice. It's not crazy busy. There's definitely people there, but, you know, it's not huge. I'm sure they're thinking, you know, if they took the attendance of BotCon and JoeCon and whatever My Little Pony events might be there and kind of combine them into one 
event, then they could please a bunch of different fan bases and maybe turn it into a little bit of a bigger deal. Let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. And I'll just throw it out to the group, but whoever wants to take this first can. If there was going to be a Hasbro convention, would you go? From my perspective, it kind of depends on location. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't write it off just because it's not JoeCon. I would absolutely entertain the possibility. And who knows? There's people that, that I'm friends with that aren't uniquely G.I. Joe fans that might go to an event like that that I could um, hang out with or whatever that aren't just purely devoted to G.I. Joe. So it would really depend on location. I would think... Unlike JoeCon, where every year, no matter where it was, I would try to make it, a combined HasbroCon would kind of depend on where it's going to be, the convenience of it, things like that. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily carve a chunk out of my year calendar just to devote to that con, but it might be a, a point where if it's within an easy drive or not too you know painful a plane trip, then yeah, I'd probably consider. It also depends on who else that I knew might be going and what other events might be there, but I certainly wouldn't rule it out, but I don't know if I would devote a, a lot of uh, time ahead of time for it without it being solely for G.I. Joe. Mike? I'd have to see what it was about. Uh, so yeah, they would definitely get me to get to one. I, I can promise that. A lot of our concerns with why we did the petition in the first place is that uh, we don't want to see G.I. Joe uh, frozen out or or put on the back burner or or made less of a priority when there's already a a vibrant community that gets out and supports it publicly as as it is. So I think that would be a big factor in in deciding if I went back for a second. Joe, what about you? Yeah, I think they would get me for one just to see, um, but it all depends on what they would have uh, going on at the con, who is going if friends were going, what exclusives they have, what talent they're bringing in. Because if it's overrun by My Little Pony, no offense to those collectors, but that's not my gig. My gig is G.I. Joe. I've got a passing interest in, you know, Transformers and Visionaries, and I certainly have a, a minor interest in masks. So, I mean, stuff like that would that would add some appeal, but, you know, like I don't necessarily go out of my way to go to BotCon. I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to go to a con that wasn't solely focused on G.I. Joe. Would you go to CopsCon? I would go to CopsCon in a second. <laughs> Except Cops, CopsCon would be like 25 minutes. You'd show up and there'd be like four people there and like, cops and then everybody would like get back to their and leave. hey remember cops i'm much like the group I, I would begrudgingly go to the first one i think just to see what it's all about i'd also want to see what my friends there and to get the general gist of what do they think of all this it is going to be a tougher sell for me because i'm not a fan of anything else in the cinematic universe if that's what has cons going to revolve around so i would want to know and my concern is where would gi joe lie on the totem pole there. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be something towards the bottom and it's going to be kind of an afterthought for Hasbro, then I might not be nearly as excited because my specific hobby is being a little downgraded. If G.I. Joe, which something that Hasbro owns lock, stock, and barrel, and they're going to celebrate it as such, then I might want to take another turn and, and come to another one. Okay. It doesn't say much more than Hasbro Legal's getting involved in something. Right. Can we all agree to that? Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, there's a, a property name being purchased. It's not, it's, yeah. we, we don't know anything past that at this point. Exactly. Especially those of us who have been going to conventions for year after year after year. It's long been portrayed to us that Hasbro really doesn't have the internal staff to be able to do their own shows. So they, would, they license it out to folks like FunPub and so forth and so on. I don't think this indicates that Hasbro is going to do their own shows. I don't think any of us see that. The only thing we officially know is, yes, Hasbro Legal got involved. That's all we know. 
I'm sure, as Justin says at the bottom of his story and his page, I'll let the speculation begin. And there's been a lot of that, because I guess we can segue into the next news item, Mike. The next news item that we had uh, listed was the, the Hasbro Cinematic Universe Writer's Room got some names attached to it. It's an impressive list of names. This is something that that we roundly poo-pooed it on this program. I, I'm not going to beat mm-hmm. around the bush. We've pretty well thrashed it up and down. I have to give pause now. Uh, when I see names like Michael Shabon, like Brian K. Vaughn attached to this product, I mean, that's a guy with a Pulitzer Prize in fiction yep. in Michael Shabon. That, that is not a joke. That is a big mm. deal. That's a guy who costs a pretty good amount of money. Joe's, Joe's blowing up! up. Sorry. I'm trying to <laughs> ignore everybody. Just turn off the phone. I'm on the phone. Ah, <laughs> But in addition to those two gentlemen, the the listing that we're given is Lindsay Beer, who worked on Transformers Five uh, and the Long and Works Barbie reboot. Well, at least she knows toy properties. Uh, <laughs> Chio Coker, showrunner of Luke Cage, uh, which if Marvel Television's uh, previous work has been any marker, you know, the, the, the Netflix stuff that Luke Cage, uh, Luke Cage is going to be connected to is a good thing. Joe Robert Cole, a writer on the upcoming Black Panther movie. Jeff Pinkner, uh, show, co-showrunner of Fringe. Uh, so clearly there's somebody who's written fiction dealt with alternate universes and parallel dimensions and things like that, as that show did. So there's a lot of talent and a lot of resources and a lot of money being sunk into this. It is not, as we were afraid initially, an afterthought. Hasbro is putting its chips in the middle of the table, and they're going to put it on this to to put out a quality product. And so my hopes are are a little bit higher now than they were, say, six months ago uh, when we first got the news that G.I. Joe was going to be the, the center of, of the Hasbro poo-poo platter is, is, I believe, the term that I gave it then. I think it was NATO. Uh, <laughs> NATO, I believe. We're sandwich. Or... That was what Joe and I went with. And then I yeah. believe you, you and Justin were, were sandwich. <laughs> so it's it's going to be better than that. Even if it turns out to be a product that doesn't necessarily suit my tastes, I can at least recognize that we are most likely getting a better product than NATO. It's going to be a <laughs> yeah. better quality. Like I don't, I don't necessarily like caviar, but I can admire that it's a delicacy. At least respect that. I think that's now the new worst case scenario with the combined Hasbro cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Another person that's attached to it is, is uh, Nicole Perlman, who was the writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy film. I was James Gunn a couple of years ago. So that's obviously another big, big name involved too. I was just going to say that it's going to be interesting with her on board too. Yeah. What's also interesting about it is is um, Brian Goldner said right in the, the statement of how they're striving towards creating a cast of diverse writers to pick some, you know, some diverse voices, which is pretty interesting, a pretty, pretty interesting tact, especially in Hollywood, which is generally you know, Caucasian male dominated. It's pretty bold statement to get right out there and say this is, you know, we're doing this for a reason. This is purposeful. If you look at the brands they're trying to tackle, those are some very different mythologies and very different brands. I mean, you can certainly connect G.I. Joe and Mask and probably make a connection for ROM and Micronauts and, and maybe even Visionaries. But trying to pull all five of those into one singular universe is not going to be an easy task. So I'm glad they've at least got people with some sort of pedigree out there to try to make sense of it all. That doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to come up with something fantastic because, I mean, writers are writers. And Brian K. Vaughn is, is one of the best comic writers today with, with the uh, the Saga comic that he puts out on a regular basis. But 
nobody's perfect. They've all got certain pieces they've worked on. Like you mentioned, you know, Lindsay Beard attached to Transformers 5. You know, nobody knows what that's going to be like yet, but it's, it's yeah, a we job. we got a pretty and, good idea. <laughs> yeah, we probably have a pretty good idea. We got a pretty but, good um, idea. Of course, these guys aren't perfect, but the fact that Hasbro is investing some money and some leverage into giving these folks a platform is pretty impressive. This kind of all reminds me of the new Tesla model of car. You guys have seen that oh, yeah. Tesla model they got coming out. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty slick, but in the long run, you're asking yourself, how far is it going to get me? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing I'm looking at yeah. here. It, it looks pretty slick, but in the long run, is how far is it going to get me? And that's certainly possible. I mean, if you look at G.I. Joe and you look at ROM and Micronauts, you can pretty much get a picture that this isn't going to be Larry Hama's G.I. Joe universe, hard-edged, realistic military. Not if you're even talking about And I don't even care if it's Larry Hama. I don't even care if it's Sir or any of those guys. Where is G.I. Joe going to be out of all this if it fails? Probably no different than where it is now, though. Yeah. True. That that yeah, that would be the the argument there is that it even if there's a, another false start, at least there was a, a false start. I guess if we you go back to looking for the silver linings in all well-meaning failures at that point, and that's that's what you have to console yourself with. Again, when when the when you consider that the initial fear was this is going to be a bunch of twenty-six-year-old kids fresh out of Central Arkansas with their creative writing degrees, whose uncle happened to be a producer in Hollywood. No, I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about the writers' room, yeah. you know, and, and I, I think I was, that's that's really the point more that 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 Justin and and I are are yeah. going for. I'm just glad that Roberto Orchi or Orchi or Ortsy, whatever his name is, is nowhere near this or Alex Kurtzman, those those dudes. I don't know his name, but I don't like that he's... I don't know his name. I don't know how to say it, but thank God he's not part yeah, of exactly. it. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that, that those two guys that do like that did Transformers at the beginning and the Star Trek, new Star Trek series and stuff like that. Yeah. And if, yeah, I don't want them anywhere near it. <laughs> so uh, I know... Uh, Justin James has been in contact with you. James James Cavanaugh, noted author and and friend and contributor of the program, was at Botcon in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and that was blowing up. Not a just a short time ago. I know he's been in contact with you, uh, kind of putting together his thoughts and and, and what he had heard as uh, the official word about Botcon and the Transformers property mm-hmm. and how it apply how we think it might apply to what's going on with GI Joe and JoeCon and and that sort of uh, enterprise going forward. Yeah, I did. Um, I posted it just just as we were recording. Actually, put a post up on generalsjoes.com, kind of outlining both both James and Patrick Stewart took some time out of their busy botcon schedules to write do a write up for General Joes, which I really appreciate. Kind of outlining what they saw, what they heard at botcon, and trying to figure out what that means for JoeCon. And I mean, I I think the end result is what we've all suspected is that the relationship between Fun Publications and Hasbro is essentially over at the end of the year. Um, that's pretty much 100% confirmed right now. Judging by the the roundtable at BotCon, where you had a bunch of fun publication staff members, you know, getting teary eyed and sharing some memories and things like that, I, I don't think there's any doubt at this point that you know effectively the relationship between FunPub and Hasbro is done. So um, you know that's certainly an event that's pretty. Uh, I don't know if it's surprising, but you know after and I know FunPub's had a relationship with Hasbro for close to 20 years. As far as G.I. Joe goes, I mean, BotCon came on a little bit later. So, you know, they've been a staple in the G.I. Joe online community for a long time. And um, it's certainly a shift for a lot of folks, you know, them included. It's time for considering what the next step might be. And and it certainly looks 
as if Joe Khan might be a repeat of Khan with some, you know, people saying farewell, especially because, you know, Joe Khan is, is the last one, you know, about the, the staff there knew that Botcon's the last Botcon, but they at least had a Joe Khan to fall back on. Um, but Joe Khan is effectively going to be the last fun pub official convention. Who knows what goes on from here, but, um, it's certainly the last official fun pub convention. So I would suspect there's going to be some, some emotion and it's going to be a, a tough, a, a probably a good weekend but you know a, a tough weekend as well yeah i imagine there will be uh, no shortage of bittersweet moments yeah i think sunday is going to be really tough for all of us it will not be a dry eye in that place mm-hmm. hasbro and everybody could make it a little bit easier on sunday with a little idea of what the future is going to be the transformers insiders know what's going to happen somebody has their license they're going to have a show or something next year We'll find that out for sure. Right. I think the likelihood of them having a show next year is different situation than what we're currently facing right now recording just this podcast. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. If Hasbro would make up their mind and officially make an announcement of what they're going to do, it would make Sunday go a whole lot easier than it could go. Uh, and that's what we kind of hope out of this whole thing is even if the petition's not successful, even if this campaign's not successful, again, folks, we're trying something here. We're, we're trying to do something rather than nothing. At least if it gets some sort of action to come out of this or some sort of reaction to come out of this, that's kind of all we're aiming for. Real quickly, I guess we can go over some of the news that did come out of that. The BotCon panel, which James was an attendee at, a lot of retrospective on FunPub's involvement with the Transformer Collectors Club. Some G.I. Joe news came out of this. Unfortunately, there's another crossover. Despite the fact that the last ones are extremely popular, you're going to call it unfortunately. Well, I'm saying unfortunately for me because even though they put them on Joe cards last year, I could really skip them because Marissa is not part of the Joe universe per se. And an old snake, okay, you could maybe call him Cobra Commander, but it's far enough removed from the Joe storyline really because it's a cartoon. You can't shut your eyes to Night Force or Ninja Force Scarlet. That is part of the G.I. Joe universe. I'm going to have to end up getting that. The One of the figures also coming out is a Cobra Commander and a Dr. Biggles Jones. Those were all in the comics. Those are all part of Joe lore in my mind. Going to have to end up getting them. You love it and you know it. No, forget it. My question is now, I don't know if these are coming all together with the Transformers themselves, Justin. Do you know what about that? Is this like a big yeah. five pack per se? And is it going to be like some big $100 thing that at the end of the year they're going to try to put me into debt on? That's my understanding. Is that's one big five pack, yes. And I, I believe Whoa. the I believe Brian Savage said specifically at the roundtable that this one is for you, Gary God, so suck it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he says that, I would be glad to be recognized as such. <laughs> We are searching for verification of that quote. We have our people on that. Hey, it would be awesome to recognize. We hate you, Gary Godso. This is the hate you, Gary Godso. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. The What's on Joe Mine news interns furiously at the keyboards trying to get verification. Thank you, interns. James also said that everything made. I'm assuming this is also going to include the next FSS, which we will find out at JoeCon. I don't know. Did they even talk about the Transformer human figures that, that we heard about last year? No, I don't think so. No, I don't I don't think they really mentioned them. I wouldn't be surprised if those don't end up making the rotation this year. I, they, I didn't see any pictures. I didn't hear any rumors really about those. So I don't know. I would I would be surprised if if they didn't show them at the Collector's Club Roundtable at BotCon. Then I'm, I've got to wonder if we're even going to 
see them. I don't know. Now, but that's a good point because past club history is if they don't show it again at a presentation, right. it's part of ether. Yeah, exactly. Remember the Manta Divers yep. O-Rings? Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine that would include everything for what you see here, the five-pack of the Joe crossover and, and our FSS that we have coming out. I would imagine everything's got to be out the door. Not imagine. They said right here, everything's going to be out the door by December 31st. Right. So um, I don't know when they're going to take pre-orders for FSS 5 or (laughs) I don't know how that's going to work. They're just going to say pay for it all at once and just dump it all out at once or how how they're going to pull that all off but i i have a feeling that it's there the contract means that they can't have anything produced after the end of this year mm-hmm. and they probably can't take any money for anything after the end of this year let me stop you on that because james actually has a note on that oh, okay he says if there was any doubt they officially announced joe club stops at the end of the year unless something changes Stores done. So yeah, everything's everything's got to be gone by the end of the year. Yeah, they may close the store at the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if they were still shipping stuff out in the first part of 2017. I would imagine they'd be given some leeway. Yeah, just just so long as it wasn't actively no, when that's a family business yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of stock left over from from Botcon. Like there was pictures circulating. I don't know if you guys saw them, but there's room like a whole room of just toys. Wow. Oh, from the club? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Brian had some sort of fireside sale at the end of the year, come and get it type thing. Wait for us. <laughs> he should call it the wait for us. <laughs> <The wait for us. laughs> he should call it the wait for us sale, and people then will go, ha, you know what? He does have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> he does understand us. Wait, wait, that, that's not it. Nah, there'll still be people out there saying, that's not funny. All right, James goes on to say that FunPub actually owns the name BotCon. Yep. So whatever next Transformers convention it will be, it's not going to be called BotCon. He also says they did announce that there is a non-compete. It looks like a two-year non-compete that FunPub was signed with Hasbro, I guess, or somebody. After the non-compete expires, they could do unofficial shows, but experience has taught them it's not worth the hassle without exclusive toys to back it up. I don't think you're going to find any disagreement out of this group whatsoever. Right. James says that the panel was hosted by Pete, Lanny, and Brian. It was a very somber tone. They tried their best to convey their sadness at the departure, remembered the fun times they had, exciting toys they produced, tried desperately to convey the hurdles they had to overcome. We've heard those as well. Mm-hmm. Next bullet point is James just put a little opinion in here. He thinks that Joe Con will be much more worse for them emotionally than BotCon. Yeah. He says there's five stages of grief and they're all in acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> the other news that he came back with on their bullet point is Hasbro just decided to go in another direction. The final BotCon panel was an unscripted convention retrospective of the last 22 years held by Pete. That would have been pretty cool to be at. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll have something like that at Joe Con. That would be nice. Somber tone, but again, James says most everyone was optimistic because there seems to be a future for a future collector's club that's going to center around Transformers. Hmm. Now we're getting some other notes outside of the panel. So you hear you hear that, uh, Joe? They're not going to put your, your cosplay panel at 3 o'clock on Sunday this year. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I already talked to Brian, uh, not Brian, uh, Pete. I already told him I wanted to do it earlier, just not at 9 a.m. <laughs> Those are still drinking hours. Yeah. Yeah, okay. now, now we're making demands. 
No, dude, did were you guys there the one year they had me at 9 a.m. and I, I walked in with a beanie and sunglasses and I barely made it on the stage and Rose is like, are you feeling okay? And I was like, shh, <laughs> stop talking. Open your purse so I can Ralph into it. <laughs> and she Ralph. Was like, oh, do you have an earache? And I was like, Ralph. oh my God, Rose, stop talking. <laughs> Justin, you should not be talking about Ralph. <laughs> that's all I know. When it comes to Jokon, it's just Ralphing. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I can't help that. <laughs> Somebody says the word Jokon, and Justin just throws up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> just a reflex at this point. Instantly, his body starts producing tequila. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, or sweating just, it. Starts <laughs> sweating tequila. Other bullet points from James. Talking to random Transformer Hasbro employees. They don't really know the future specifics. The higher-ups are hashing it out. Okay, great. I imagine that's probably the same thing on our side. All I have to say is, can you hurry up, please? Yeah. A little bit. And that's a big part of, of what we try to accomplish, what we're trying to accomplish with the petition, with the Save G.I. Joe movement, is that we're trying to prevent a break in the action. We want them to know that there is enough support to support a, a, Joe, a G.I. Joe show in 2017. James also says in his bullet point, and this is, must be from Transformer Hasbro employees, big plans are in motion, and we'll find out soon. I don't know, again, if that's for Transformers, that's for all of Hasbro, or if that maybe includes G.I. Joe. We don't know. Mark Webber was there. James did see Mark Webber. When we, we see James, it's hard not to recognize the guy. I mean, we see him so much. I mean, he's he's just one of those always recognizable personalities. Whether or not Webber knows him by sight, I couldn't tell you if he does or not. Despite that we know that Webber does listen to this podcast every now and then. So James walks up to Weber and and says, hey, what's going on on the Joe side of things? Mm. Maybe that's Weber contacting the Joe right now. (laughs) I got to take a lap. Sorry. He talked with Weber and said right off the bat, his official line is Hasbro will be there and fans will be either excited or pleased, quote unquote. (laughs) Who's excited or pleased? pleased. Hmm. Or pleased. We'll we'll either smile sort of or, or... Scream with glee. Either either content or ecstatic. <laughs> Let me transfer this over to our Hasbro translator, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Do we think that this might confirm that we might see some new product at JoeCon? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they'll be showing some new product. I don't know exactly how much it'll be. I, I sincerely doubt it's going to be a full-blown run of Toys R Us products, but um, it's clear they're going to show something there. The weird thing is I, I suspect one item they might be showing, or and I think Daryl DePriest might have even mentioned this, they might be showing a uh, something from San Diego Comic-Con. But by the time JoeCon rolls around, you know, Comic-Con will be only about, a, you know, less than a month away. away. Yeah. So uh, it'd be kind of odd to think that they won't show a, a comic-con item until then but who knows anything's possible so there's that to to look forward to and obviously um they've already mentioned the stiletto figure is going to right. be made available in some form or fashion so obviously that will be shown there in, in some way as well uh, that's all we really know but I, I would expect that they've got at least something up uh, something else up their sleeve if they're claiming that we're going to be that excited and or happy about it. So I guess time will tell, but it sounds like something new will be shown. Just how much and what is uh, is the question. And what avenues we'll have to, to get it. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. James is going to say that Mark was humble enough to readily give John Violet his due, reaffirming that he did the bulk of the work for any anything, I guess, that we got coming up this year. So I guess that kind of reaffirms that one more time. 
The other bullet point he has on this section is no updates from the status of Jokon, though he didn't really ask. And the biggest news out of BotCon is Brian now has a beard. Whoa. Woo! Hello. Okay. All right, then. He's going to be uh, Action Force Outback at uh, Jokon. <laughs> <his cosplay. laughs> well, that shoots Joe's uh, costume idea, right? right? <laughs> hey, I was thinking we should all dress up as uh, Brian. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. Did Outback ever wear jorts? Uh, I think Outback now. could swing some jorts. He does now. Yeah, so he does now. Why not? Tiger Force jorts. Do it. So that kind of concludes the <laughs> BotCon review from James Cavanaugh. Mike, where do we want to go next? So we, we've got a lot of new information on the table. Uh, we uh, Again, I want to reiterate, we don't really know everything. We don't have a whole lot of absolutes at this point. As this is about the, the Save G.I. Joe petition that we started, we want to relate this information to it. Suffice to say, we would be remiss if we didn't recognize that as far as the goals that are stated in that petition, we are not going to bat a 1,000. I, I think we can all agree on that, correct? Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. We, we kind of knew that going in. We just wanted to, to make sure that we were getting our, our voices out there. Hey, you can't bat a 1,000 unless you get up stand up to the plate. I, exactly. But at the same time, I believe that this is still an important time to just show your support for the G.I. Joe brand, to show your support for a, a presence at, at least at a, at a G.I. Joe convention or G.I. Joe as a part of a greater convention. You've heard us already. That's not our favorite outcome. If those are the, the, the cards that were dealt, I'd rather have, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be dealt the eight of clubs than the two of diamonds, I guess, is, is the, the speak to continue the metaphor there. So we, we do want to continue to support the drive. We do want to continue to spread the word on the petition. We are at 2,400 signatures. We want to, to pile this up as much as possible. I know the number we were we tossed around a couple times early on was that that 3,000 kind of sounds like a good number. And, and I think that should be our goal for around the, you know, around the time that, that everybody gets to sit down with one another. I still think we can get there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. And it seems like every time some material comes out, whether it's us on another show or whether we fresh things, uh, just a few more people seem to find the petition and leave a story and leave a remark. And again, despite the fact that not everything is going the way that we had hoped, I think we are making a, a difference. I think we are showing ourselves to be a positive influence on, on what is being what is transpiring. We have to get out and we have to show our support in force and we have to be united or else it's just going to be, you know, it could just wind up being scraps at the kids table. Uh, and we certainly don't want to be in that situation. I think it kind of really sums up some of our experiences in the last month while this has been up. Part of it has been a little eye-opening, but other part of it has been kind of rewarding and very humbling. The number of folks that have dedicated their time to allowing us to come on their show and talk about this or retweeting or putting something on their blog or you name it. Any bit of support is big, and I can't thank you guys enough. The easiest, well, I should say the most direct thing to do is to go to change.org and uh, just in the search box, type the words, Save G.I. Joe. That takes you right to us. At this moment, I am showing 2,398 supporters. So we are just under our, our previously stated goal of 2,500. And we are at 2,399 now. Oh, Woo-hoo! well. I just refreshed the page. I am psychic. I have forced someone else to join us. But change.org and search for Save G.I. Joe. 
Is the Cobra Commander video still up there? The brilliant Cobra Commander video is still up there, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, many thanks to the finest and our friend at uh, Toy World Order, Ados Baron. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he does a great Cobra Commander. He is He's fantastic. Other places where you can find us, we are on Facebook uh, at Save G.I. Joe. Slash Save G.I. Joe, yeah. yeah. Fa- Facebook.com slash Save G.I. Joe. And, of course, we've got our own webpage now at SaveGIJoe.org. You can go directly there. Uh, there is a link that goes back to the Change.org petition, as there is on the Facebook page as well. Any of those three places will eventually get you home through a very limited number of clicks to where you can add your name to the petition. Please uh, take the opportunity, if you've got a story to share, if G.I. Joe had some profound impact on your life, if you are a civil servant, if you are a first responder, if you pursued a career in the military, and you think that this is because you looked up to the the characters that you learned about on on G.I. Joe, we want to hear about it, You know, even if you don't collect necessarily. Even if you know some folks from when you were a kid, You've kept in touch on Facebook or what have you, and that's how you you know them, and that's the good memories you have of them. You know, run the petition by them, because maybe they're not fans now, but they were fans once. Noted author James Cavanaugh did a fantastic job doing the SaveGIJoe.org website for us and made things so easy for you that if you wish to send a message directly to Hasbro, everything is right there on the page to do it. There is their customer service telephone number, their corporate mailing address. There's even a zip file that has a PDF of how to send the letter, where to send it to, and even wording that you could put into a letter if you wish to send them a snail mail letter. Everything is there that you need to do to send a message directly to Hasbro. Also on the page is a copy of our PSA for Save G.I. Joe. You can download that, add that to your own podcast if you like. Feel free to. And then also there's a media link there which has a zip file that has all of the Save G.I. Joe images that, that we put out on the Internet. So you could run them on Twitter or Facebook or you know if you have a, 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 or if you have a phone that blows up like Joe. <laughs> Or you could run them in your signature on, on the forums, whatever. It's all right there on the webpage as well. And uh, we want to add, too, if that's the route you take, if you decide you're going to, to contact Hasbro directly, what's our rule, Gary? Don't be a dick. That is correct. D-bad, D-B-A-D. Don't be a donkey. <laughs> Although not really donkey. Remember to be okay. respectful. Uh, Dude. Be... Sure. Whatever, whatever, whatever's an insult in your world. <laughs> Don't be that. Be respectful. State what you want and and how happy you'd be if you got it. And let it be at that. All right, let's wrap this up because I know Miss Joe has to catch a plane at 4 o'clock in the morning. Ah. Just in the beauty rest. Oh, yeah. I'm getting old, too. So I don't know what Mike's problem is, but I'm sure he has one. So we should probably wrap this up. Oh, it sounds good. So, folks, thanks for listening to this Save G.I. Joe special edition of What's on Joe Mind. We want to thank everyone that listened and taken time to sign the petition, who've given time to us to help us support this petition and this campaign. We want to thank you once more. And thanks for listening to What's on Joe Mind. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Stay tuned for more regular episodes. <laughs>